Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. A quick warning, first Tuesday in the month, that fire alarm is going to go off at any minute. Um, and uh, Susan, I think yeah. I'm, I'm just warning you, it's, it's going to go off. I know. I'm throwing my uh, phone across the okay. room when it does. Well, I just found something out, though, today. I was talking to the uh, building maintenance guy, and he says they all, you know how sometimes they do it, and then they do it again when you think you're in the clear? He said yeah. there are certain sections that get two. He said, I think you're only going to get one, the full building one, which is the second one they do, which is why it hasn't started immediately at 10. So he was right. We're only going to get one, not two, but it should. Right now, other people in the building are being tortured a little bit. So I, I don't even want to. He said it's a city law once a month. It's, oh yeah. But that seems excessive. And we were just talking, Amy and me. You that, wouldn't. You wouldn't say that if you were in a burning building and the fire alarm didn't go off because it hadn't been tested. Yeah, but we were just this talking. Was, the employees here who hear it with such regularity have ignore learned. Ignore it. Yeah, have learned to discount it. Just like you know, car well, they got to come over. The guy on the the guy on the fire alarm on the announcers has to say this is not, not a, a drill. Yeah, this is not. So now, at least, for the first time, I found out why sometimes they seem to be late. It's because we are not getting late. They aren't late, right. We're not You're getting... being spared. <laughs> but enough. Ah, here we go. Okay, so here's the second one. Yes. He apologized when I told him it interrupted my show. Jeez. I'd say that works. You can turn it off. Good Lord, I have a modest proposal. <laughs> it doesn't have to run that long. No. What? On the first Tuesday of every month. I'll start our you show. You start a little... the show <laughs> at 10.05. <laughs> yes, we could do that too. Damn. But some people <laughs> might not remember it's the friend. They'll think we're not on. and you We know, could put I... a special banner on the first Tuesday saying... To spare us all, the show on the first Tuesday of the month starts at 10.05. Yeah. 10.04. It's a, it's a modest, it. easily implemented yeah. proposal. God. Jeez. Oy. Okay, well, here we go. 
Um, yeah, so how are you? I'm okay. It's July 2nd. I can't believe it. And uh, I know. That means uh, July 4th. And uh, that means I, I, I really want people to spread the word, no matter how curious you might be, do not watch the president's little show on July 4th. I'm not only going to watch it. I just, in general, I hate the 4th of July now. I, I, do, not, I do not know any urban dweller, for example, oh, yeah. that finds the sound of fireworks a happy sound. It sounds like all of those little Guns. fireworks going off uh, sound like gunshots. Yeah. Uh, that's not so. Not only are we now torturing birds and dogs and squirrels and bald eagles, um, and and me. I mean, you know, we're. <laughs> no, I so it's agree with good. you. It's insane, and um, it's just and the thing good. is, it's it, trauma-inducing it at this point. I know, and it continues. You know, it starts before because people start buying these damn fireworks. And then it keeps going because they've still got some they haven't done. And, you know, thank God my dog now is not traumatized. But the dog I had before, it was, it would break your heart. I mean, shaking uncontrollably. There was nothing you could do to to make her feel uh, like the world wasn't coming to an end. And it just didn't. It's so stupid and unnecessary. I have to tell you, Pittsburgh loves fireworks. So that on any given week, in any given week, there's... But here's the thing. This, what's, what's wonderful about fireworks is their beauty. And the noise is additional, is added, is not necessary for the color, and in fact is what makes all that thick smoke and obscures the color. So... Why not just have the firework without the noise? Well, because you you set off these charges, there has to be noise, or you wouldn't have the firework. No, that they add that to make a boom. Uh, fact checkers, they fact checkers. The, they uh, add the noise factor separately. You can you can ignite that thing and send it into the air with a whistle. It, as the sound, it doesn't have to make a big boom. That they put the boom in. Okay. So I'm just I'm, putting that out there. That's the I'm truth. I'm not believing that I, until I see uh, somebody. W- well, I would Google that if I were you. It's the truth. And then I think we should start demanding quiet fireworks. <laughs> well, yeah, don't hold your breath. Just keep your hands clapped over your ears. Um, I mean, the little things that are designed to do nothing except set off a, a noise, that's what they do. They set off a noise. But those big, beautiful displays do not need to make any booms. Well, if that's true, that is really news to me. Anyway, so it's the firecracker noise stuff that people do in their own yards and neighborhoods that are uh, the thing that is so terrifying to animals and upsetting to people yeah yeah, i I don't understand i've never understood but i am generally i liked it better when there was a ban on in you know on on local on on private use Uh, you know not the least of which is because uh, it would save a a lot of thousands of morons uh, every year from from killing and disfiguring themselves right well right 
Anyway, so there's that. And then there's uh, don't watch Trump's thing because nothing upsets him more than bad ratings. And it would be just wonderful if all of us. And I want, yeah, what I really want is for everybody in Washington to stay home. Well, do you know they're giving tickets? Do you know what the Republican (laughs) National National Committee is giving out tickets, which tells you what this is about? Uh, This whole thing is paid for by taxpayers. It is supposedly a 4th of July celebration, and yet we know he has politicized it, and consequently he's even, the RNC is even handing out uh, tickets, VIPs and stuff like that, which should be some kind of violation of, of I don't know, some campaign law. And and well, it it, be, it begins to look a little bit like pay to play. I mean, here's your reward, you know. Unbelievable. And of course, um, you know he's he's going to have his jets and his flyovers, and he's going to have his tanks. And but they can only be parked, so they can't. Ruin they can't the road. even figure out how to get the damn tanks to where they're going to park them. They're even afraid the bridge that has to be crossed to get them where they have to be uh, will potentially be damaged. I mean, they have to be put on some kind of flatbed truck and that the the combined weight would be... And, and also, the nearest uh, Abrams tanks are apparently, you know, Far away, they're in some fort somewhere. They're not nearby. They have to be transported, and none of this has been figured out. And it's, uh, as I said, July second because he just insisted on the tank thing yesterday. And you did hear that he said, "And we're going to have sh- new Sherman tanks." Sherman <laughs> Sherman tanks last saw action uh, in the Korean War. There hasn't been a Sherman tank anywhere, except in some museum, since the 50s. And this is the commander-in-chief, and he thinks we've got Sherman tanks. I'm going to... Okay, uh, here's another... I'm changing... What, what, All what, my what? stuff, you know, the stuff that I like rip out of paper. Yes, and... I know. I heard you forgot it all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Did you happen in your perusal of newspapers this morning happen on the um, or I don't know if it's actually. See, here's the thing: when I read everything online, there is an article in the New York Times about um, a woman named Deb Samuelson. I think her name was. Uh, she was uh, the first American, Deborah Sampson, um, and she served in the American Revolution pretending to be a man. Oh, is this one of those obits? I didn't see it. Where they, they uh, do... No, it's not an obit. It's the woman who sneaked into George Washington's okay. army. Okay, yeah, yeah. But if, if you can look, if you, I was... just want anybody who's out there that can and maybe... If uh, if you with your computer could look it up in the New York Times, it wasn't in the stamped. print. It wasn't in the print paper. Well, look it up online because I want you to see her picture. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole thing. You need to look at her picture and tell me who you think she looks like. 
anyway, it's a very interesting story. She took a bullet, um, which is when she was discovered by the doctor who um, was uh, dressing the wound and found out, oops, you're a girl. Yeah. And uh, she she was not thrown out. She got a, an honorary discharge <laughs> and uh, thereafter had to fight for her pension, but she got it with the help of Paul Revere and somebody else. Oh, that's but, uh, wonderful. A new, but, um... Yeah, a new, diary, a new diary of hers just um, surfaced, showed up in an antique shop, and it's got a picture of her on it. And um, I'm just going to cut to the chase. This woman is the spitting image of Jeff Daniels. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can't even even believe it. Okay, wait. Yeah, here. Oh, my God. She is. Wait a minute. Amy's got it. It is. It's Jeff Daniels, the actor. No wonder she was able to... um, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's my contribution to the morning. I I was reading everything else and getting depressed, and then I found Jeff Daniels and Drag, and it made me very happy. Okay, I want to I I want to apologize for <laughs> not believing you, Susan. Um, yes, quiet fireworks. They are used routinely in classic fireworks shows as, uh, what? Wait, 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 wait. From a strictly visual standpoint, there are pros and cons to a quiet fireworks show because they do not include big aerial explosions. Quiet shows can't entertain a large audience. Quiet fireworks can, however, be more colorful. I don't, uh, by relying on rich color effects and tight visual choreography, designers of quiet fireworks programs can forego the big explosions and still deliver a stunning show. The hope is that quieter celebrations mean less stress for noise-sensitive children. Let's remember this, veterans with PTSD Old people, pets, and wildlife. There you have it. They should absolutely be used. Incredible. Dear sister, why do you always doubt me so? Because you're a confabulist. <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> Didst thou just call me a liar? <laughs> You're given sometimes to, yeah, you know. Hyperbole, perhaps. Yeah, flights of fancy and, and delivered with such assuredness that, yeah. So I even when you come on like you really know, I'm never quite sure. I, I had no idea. This is interesting. And so they would be more colorful, the fireworks, if they yes, would be quiet. because they aren't obstructed by all this the boomy smoke. Haven't you ever noticed that, that just when the biggest display goes up, what you see most is that a big cloud of black smoke that's and the colors above it? Uh, you have to be far know. enough away to see the color over I, the smoke. Yeah, if I, you're too close, all you see is black smoke. Okay, I don't get it. Anyway, here's the other thing I wanted to just say, um, because when I was watching the... Um, the second uh, Democratic debate, and 
Kamala Harris was so powerful and strong. I I remember, and a lot of people had the same thought, man, she would wipe the floor with Donald Trump in a debate. And Wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. Who says he's going to debate her if she's the nominee? He might not. He'll, and 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 then we can all just say, yeah, we got a president who's afraid to, to talk debate to a Kamala woman. Harris. But I I I think there would be, you know, it would not be surprising if he decided not to. No, debate. but I mean, she was just so masterful. I mean, I really think that that was the most one of the most stunning. Uh, the moment when she, when they're all yelling, and I mean her in just a normal tone of voice. Uh-huh. Says, How'd she break through? Excuse with the norm- me, they did yeah. not come to see a food fight. Immediate silence, into which she just walks and commands the whole room what? in such a perfect display of quiet power and control. Right, right. I don't know. And and then I read somewhere in one of our fine publications by some opinion columnist that none of the Democrats seemed presidential. And I thought to myself without even looking, well, there's a white male writing. Yeah, because there were plenty of people looking presidential. There were but plenty none, of people that seemed presidential none more on than that Kamala stage Harris. on both the stages. Yeah, none more than Kamala Harris. Sorry. And well, I mean, wow, I these the woman from Hawaii was was quite impressive as well. Yeah, but she is a nutcase, Suze. I know, but she was impressive that night. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard, she's a nutcase. She's got the hots for uh, Bashir al-Assad for some reason. I don't know. She's she's just weird. <laughs> I, uh, I know. We she's... won't worry about that. The one what? that really, the one that I made my skin crawl. And I couldn't believe was actually up there with that Williamson broad. <laughs> I mean, when her final statement, I, I just, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I. That was inco- uh, There were a few uh, incoherent, uh, yeah, few incoherent statements uh, from Marianne Williamson. But uh, uh, by the way, her, she's uh, that. The Republicans are apparently. Um, really buttressing her uh, campaign now because they want her to keep being in... Because she's so laughable, right. They want her in the debates. They want her to keep meeting the thresholds so um, so they can point to her and say, this is what Democrats are like. Um, and as usual, people saying the Democrats are going too far to the left, too far to the left, too far to the left. I did think that Buttigieg, and I'm going to say this, I've said it to the audience before, but I'm saying it to you, I think the Medicare for all thing, um, and Harris and Warren and Sanders, there might be one other, saying they would get rid of, to that question of would you get rid of private insurance, they said yes. I think that is a real bad uh, thing to say. It might happen in the course of making the transition from what we have now to a single-payer system. But to make people think that if they vote for you, they're going to lose the insurance they get from their employer who, and the insurance they really like and get at a good cost, many of them, 
Um, I think that's really stupid. And Buttigieg said it right. He said, I agree for Medicare for all who want it. As an option. No, who want it. Medicare yeah, for all option, who right. want it. And you got to mm-hmm. explain that there's no way if a Democrat gets elected, you're going to lose your, your private health insurance, you know, the next morning, not well, even in it, the next four it, years. I don't want a show of hands of who well, who's that, for what what interesting sounding idea. Yeah. I want I want someone to tell me how it's done and how it's going to be paid for. Right. And how we transition to it. Exactly. And none of them say that. So Buddhism well, is Susan, the you only can't, one. You can't say it in a minute. Well, how, well of course you can't say it in a minute, but you'd you'd well, actually, you can. You, if you say, well, Medicare for all is paid for through taxes, there will no longer be, you know, your corporate, it won't be a hidden cost in your salary. It will be uh, paid, you know, in the form of a health insurance premium. It's now going to, what was previously paid over here, now gets paid to the government. That's how it's paid for. But you have to, you have to make it clear that there's a, you know, that there's a, plan that these aren't pie in the sky ideas mm-hmm. i don't want show of hands yeah it's that stupid. gets us nowhere no it does who's hey. for world peace i put my hand up big fucking deal excuse my french uh we have a caller uh hello caller hi, hi. um i you know what i really wanted to see that i didn't get to see in the debates and maybe this will happen uh, down the road, but I would really like to see uh, Kamala Harris and um, oh gosh, no, Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren on the same stage. Well, they will be. They will be. They will be. Yeah, because they'll I'd be really down like to the final five. They're both really strong candidates. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I think so, and I'm hoping that. Well, I know that there's another debate at the end of July that CNN is doing. I just saw that uh, advertised yesterday, um, and I I wish there were less than 20 people on. Well, the tell stage me about too. it. Tell me about it. And, and the fact is, is it also remember that we're over a year out. <laughs> you know, right? Um, there's right. this is going to take a long time, and we really need to pace ourselves, not pay a whole lot of attention to the horse race right now. A lot is going to happen in the next year. So, but and I really have to whittle down to a few yeah. and, and really all the Democrats have to get be, and, and anybody else who is not happy with number 45 has to get behind whoever the Democrats of course. put up. Of course. That's of course, but I'm already seeing on some sites that I follow Bernie people being Bernie people. Well, that's what they do. Right. That's what and they that do. That drives me nuts. Idiots. And it really drives me nuts. I I do I not if, if, if we can't have people we need every single vote. We do. That's that's how we win this time. We win by turning out every single vote. Nothing yeah. more difficult than that. We just got to get everybody to the polls. And every, I, I swear, traitor like that, that that thinks that their their vote, you know, in protest, is not a vote for Trump. Well, they're uh, idiots. You know, that's what they did last time. 
Hey, we got a lot of callers on the line, well, I, so I'm going to move on. I think that any third party, any third party candidate, is a vote for for Trump. the one that you don't want. That is correct. That's right. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreci- sure. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. And uh, next caller up. Hello. Hello, it's you. I swear. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. Talk. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Talk. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I I don't usually uh, recommend books uh, because I know you get a lot of these kind of recommendations. But in the spirit of discussing interesting women today. Um, I'm going to recommend a book to both of you, and the title is A Woman of No Importance by a British author by the name of Sonia Purnell. And it is the story of a woman, um, Virginia Hall was her name, uh, who, and, and it's way too long to get into detail, but essentially she ended up working and leading much of the French resistance during World War II in France, uh, working for the precursors of what were the um, CIA and the MI6 uh, in the United Kingdom before those uh, organizations existed formally. And the, the story is absolutely fascinating and riveting. Her father teaches her how to hunt when she's a child. When she is in Europe, she ends up going on a hunting expedition of one kind or another, shoots her foot off with a shotgun, um, and ends up having her leg amputated uh, below the knee because of gangrene. She gets a prosthetic leg, and she ends up naming it Cuthbert. She she proceeds to lead the French resistance and and frankly played a significant role in helping the Allied invasion succeed um, during Normandy and afterwards. It it is it is absolutely riveting, and I just uh, wow highly recommend it to both of you. And that's uh, her name uh, again. Woman of no importance. Wait, her name again. What is Uh, her Sonia? Sonia Purnell, S-O-N-I-A-P-U-R-N-E-L-L. Sonia Purnell. Okay. Hey, it was thank the you. author. Oh, the author, right. Who's the, the woman? Is a woman of no importance. Who's the woman of no importance? What's her name? Virginia Hall, H-A-L-L. Okay. Thank you. Thank okay. you. You've Thanks. Thanks piqued for the my curiosity, and I'm sure more than mine. Thank you. Thank you very much. You both take care. Uh, you too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Virginia Hall. Let's get to know her better. And uh caller, we still have a caller there. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I I wanted to say something real quick. Who in the hell likes their private insurance? Are these people in a different world? Most well, people I talk to, they say, I got insurance, but I can't afford to use it. Yeah. So uh, the only people I know that like their insurance is the people on Medicare. So that argument doesn't hold water. I, I don't believe there's that many people. It's too expensive. Most employers don't give you enough towards it. It costs you an arm and a leg to have insurance. So okay. I don't buy that argument okay. at all. Well, I haven't had Okay, thank employ- you. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Okay, I don't know. well, that's I'd- a good point. Yeah, I thought, though, there were still people that did have good 
Well, there are still Cadillac plans out there, and there are people that still have Cadillac plans. But they're probably richer people. But there are far more that don't. Yeah. And 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 that are and that are restricted. I mean, we are in a place where people who have insurance, diabetics who have insurance, can't afford insurance. Still are are not getting it without having to pay hundreds of dollars. And that's with insurance, and it's an it's an it's an artificial crisis. I don't understand how we're allowing people to die in this country that don't have to die well, routinely. Routinely, that's what we're doing. Let's be clear. Okay, speaking of uh, things that are just mind blowing, um, what about uh, the uh, the House members going to the um, the oh, detention to the, centers to the detention yes, centers and, and 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 asking if they were safe. They were and, and, frightened and by the out, guards. No, not so much. Yeah, they were frightened by the guards. <laughs> and this, as it comes out, that the guards, employees, uh, former and current, have this uh, secret Facebook uh, place where they engage in apparently just beyond belief horrific racist sadistic uh you know locker room talk yeah commentary about the people they are supposed to be tending and also members of congress especially latina members of congress yes and with would complete with uh uh to use a nice word vulgar cartoons of people yeah. Um, of oh, a, a, uh, of of AOC uh, uh, yeah, yeah, pleasuring uh, the sexual, president. Uh, yeah. 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 And how should these people? I mean, this is these are your tax dollars are paying these people's salary and giving them health insurance. It's beyond belief. Oh, here's someone who loves her health insurance. This is Laura. And uh, I love, she says, my private insurance, and I keep working because of it. Now, let us be clear, she works for a uh, uh, a large uh, state university, and they must have a hell of a plan. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. There are people who, mm-hmm. Milton has sent me stuff. Uh, anyway, her uh, Virginia Hall story is on display at the CIA Museum. Not that that's something I am. Oh. Oh, listen to this. Her story is on display at the CIA Museum inside the agency's headquarters in Langley, Virginia. But this is off limits to the public. <laughs> no wonder we don't know about her. They have a, her whole extraordinary story. And the most highly decorated female civilian during World War Two. Well, but that makes sense that the most highly decorated female people are not our <laughs> civilians because they didn't let them in. Right. And it's just the result of prejudice and discrimination. Uh, two movies. Including the fact that we don't know about them. Right. <laughs> We're going to, though. Two, two movies are in uh, the works, it says here. Um, 
And the woman, Sonia Purnell, who wrote the book, A Woman of No Importance, says through a lot of her life, uh, she was constantly rejected and belittled. She was dismissed as someone not very important or of no importance. Um, So she was uh, raised and uh, came from a wealthy Baltimore family. And uh, wow. So I will look forward to reading more about her without a doubt right and right and just in case you think things are better now i i i point my finger directly at the women's club you know cups oh the women's <laughs> the soccer women's soccer, soccer soccer team who are uh galvanizing all of america and europe and uh and everybody adores them and who still will be paid one-thirteenth of their faltering male counterparts. I know. I'm just saying. That ain't going to... Well, they are going to get a raise. There is no doubt about that. But w- this shows the... I mean, I, it's a, it's unbelievable. By the way, uh, they're playing their semifinal match at 3 o'clock uh, today. Um, That's right. Just so as you know, if you haven't gotten into this... And, uh, you know, you got to guard against uh, celebrating too soon. But uh, by dispatching France, it looks like they're going to pretty much do a cakewalk to another. Well, now they got to get rid of England. I mean, each one of these games is its own well, battle. You're right. You can't declare victory until we're there. Yeah. But, boy, I'll tell you, I would be afraid to take the field against them. <laughs> <laughs> They do seem to be they who will not be denied. Right. And how about this little kid, speaking of women's uh, sports? Oh, that took out Venus. That took out. Wow. Wow. In the first round, a 15-year-old kid. Taking out a 39-year-old. And tells her so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, it was a nice moment. You could see them walking off the field. You could see her saying something to Venus, and Venus doing a double take and giving her a big, warm oh. smile and saying, "How what a lovely thing to say, you know." So it sort of it sort of made me my heart melt. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to remember all the stuff that I ripped out of the paper that I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me see if I can help you. <laughs> what were those things? I uh... okay. Well, we were going to talk about the the people on the on the border and the and the uh, and 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 the crowds outside the <gasps> Congress. People oh my God! At the border. Oh my God! You know, I mean, making screaming at one till they're in tears. You know, going this isn't this is I. No, this what about, disgusting. no, the, the Trump people that are screaming at the... Yeah, the Trump people out in front. And they're screaming, screaming the Screaming most... terrible things. Where are we heading? I am so frightened. I don't know, but I'm telling you, if, I, you know, maybe not all Trump supporters, but the people that are hollering at Congress people and and frightened children and women in imprisoned in inhuman conditions the, to those people that are screaming awful awful things you are deplorable <laughs> I'm sorry well that's even that too good a term it's deplorable it's just evil it is it is I, I, I can't even 
I really, I can't get my, I ha, you know, I think I'm em, empathic, as you would say, Susan, and that means I should be able to get into anybody's shoes. I can't get in their shoes. I can't either. I I cannot, I can't understand deliberate, I can't understand getting high off of deliberate mob cruelty. Because that's what these folks like to do. They get high off of deliberate mob cruelty. They get high off of hate. High off of hate. I, I just... And even... You saw that the guy sues... The, 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 the one... Um, Oh, the quote that just chilled my blood. The guy who Trump has now put in charge of, I don't know which one, ICE or Border Yeah, Patrol. yeah, is, 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 was dismissed previously for, for racial insensitivity well, no, not even of one that. kind or another? No, I don't know if it's that one. You can, uh, uh, they're all probably despicable people. But this guy actually said about uh a migrant child looking at a refugee child. He said, I look in their eyes and I see a future gang member. And this is one of Trump's newest appointees to, I think, had uh, Border Patrol. And I, I you know... Um, they not only, I, I cannot understand how they can sleep or look at themselves in the mirror, but that they can say something like that. Well, again, yeah, right. That they Openly. And just, that that is an, in that world, that's an appropriate thing to say. That's where we are. Just, we have another. It's, not, it's, uh, it's not the United States of America anymore, at least not the one that we knew. We have another call. Caller, go ahead, please. Hey, the one thing, the adjective I've been using and I wanted to scream out was barbarians. Yeah. You know, not, it, it's barbarian. And I'm calling people out and telling them if that's what they are. I mean, they just have to admit it. Admit it to me that this is their mindset. That's all I've got to say. Bye. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. But they don't, I mean... I mean, a lot of people are saying that. Really? It's because it's so stark. It's so stark that on the one hand, the same people that are, you know, telling women that they're murderers and awful people for for admitting they're in a terrible situation and need to have an abortion, and on the other hand, refusing to care for children and righteously refusing to care for children. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, and I, it gets worse and worse and worse. And there is absolutely no sense of incongruity to themselves in the position. I don't get it. No. Nope. So what would you think about the cars being buried by hail stones in Mexico the other day. Did you At see At what it? point does a hailstorm like that end up being just called a blizzard with big chunks of snow? What is that? <laughs> Have you ever seen anything like that? 
that's just a really bad joke. And I got to tell you, like, in case you didn't remember, it's summer. It's the middle of summer. Oh, really? They were buried in ice. Okay, I just want to say, and that, I just, for all, there's this other story about something happening. We're in, you know, we'll look back on this as the good old days because of where we're heading right now. There is a, a, a city of 9 million people that you've never heard of in India. And All right. it, is one, it is literally running out of water. There is no water. Nobody can turn on a tap and get water. There are wells. People start lining up in the you know, dark. And maybe eight hours later, they might go away with a little bit to bring home that is to be used for everything, washing, bathing, cooking. Um, the I've seen an aerial photo of the, uh, the, the lake or the reservoir that their water used to come from. It's gone. Nine million people. The wells have run dry. Uh, they're trucking in water. They're desalinating seawater. But there is no way they're able to do. And they are saying this is not the only city in India. You've also got Bangalore, Bangalore and Delhi are facing water scarcity, not quite at this level, but in all the cities, big cities in India that right now are looking at no water. They're home to about 60 million people. Now, what do you think happens when 60 million people can't get water? Uh, they move someplace else and or they die. Mostly they move. They become refugees. They become, they have to move toward water. We have been hearing for decades that water is going to be the most valuable commodity, that wars will be fought over it, that there will be incredible crises, humanitarian crises. And here we are whistling past the graveyard it is happening now. Now, where are those 60 million people going to go? Right now, the heat wave in India is well over 120 degrees on a daily basis. France, 115 degrees in France. This is a man-made... Yep crisis and the fact that we uh, as a nation are not are not dealing with it it's just amazing and and as people who've seen this happening in India say um you know this was not like a sudden uh, uh apocalyptic thing this is the result of just this slow slow thing and no political leadership, no political will, and public indifference. Here we are. I'm just, that's a heads up. 
because you are going to start seeing more and more refugee crises because of climate change. They'll make what's happening to, uh, you know, on our southern border look like a party. Right, and then there's going to be all the people fleeing coastal areas that don't exist anymore because they're underwater. Exactly. Um, And, I mean, hospitals are struggling to stay stay open. Um, Whatever, just saying, that's... uh, that's a part of the world we pay no attention to, um, and that is uh, that is happening. Uh, here, let me uh, let me get to my email. We got a lot of stuff here. Chris writes, "I just tuned in, so I don't know if you talked about this or not. Have you watched the loudest voice in the room on Showtime? No, and I won't. This is the series on Roger Ailes, played by Russell Crowe." Um, I know Roger Ailes' story, and I don't care to revisit it. I find him to be, when the history gets written, one of the men uh, who is in the rogues gallery of people who took down our democracy. Right, um, and I think we should just shun them. I don't think anybody, I got a pooey on it. So Chris says, as much as I detest Ailes, this is very well done. I'm sure it is. I just don't want to, I, I don't need to, I know the story. I'm not going to do it. Also, here's the other reason, Chris. I don't get showtime. And uh, she is saying, dear Lord, what a monster he was. Uh, makes you sick to your stomach. And that's the genius who came up with, he used to work for Ronald Reagan. He came up with uh, Fox News. Fair and balanced, and look what he did. Look what he did. Uh, Roger says those crazy, angry mobs are just cowards. They are, because they are always so frightened, and you don't get that scared by being courageous. They're afraid of anything that is not in their comfort zone. They live in safe suburbs with their guns and security system. Uh, they're chicken shits who are afraid of Spanish-speaking brown-skinned housekeepers. Reality has no place in their world like their denial of climate change and evolution and science. I know because I look like these people and I get to hear their unfiltered utterances. Lucky me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Barbara just sent me a picture. So if you see a, uh, a mega hack, Make America Great Again, a tr- that's what a Trump supporter sees. He sees Make America Great Again. What people like us see when we see one of those hats is, I am a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I there are an awful lot of funny things out well, there. I mean, I my the one that may, still makes me laugh is this cute little kitten that, of course, you've got to look at saying all these sweet things, and then at the bottom of it, it says, "But I still hate Trump." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God help us. Oh, Susan, what did you think about Ivanka on the world stage? I just, you know what? I couldn't even look. I'm at the point, I just read the outraged headlines, you know, that read something like, what the hell is she doing here? <laughs> and foreign leader shuns. <laughs> okay, I know. What was she doing there? Susan, she was right there with him. She was in the high-level meeting with Kim Jong-un. She walked across. Maybe he was offering her as part of the deal. (laughs) You know, wasn't that his book, The Part of the Deal? The Part of the Deal? (laughs) You know, she is as... Where... I mean, she's as delusional as he is. Yes, she is. She's actually pre- she's preparing herself for a presidential run. I think she is, and she's, I don't know what the, what, what are they thinking? Uh, she's the delu- buffing up her resume. Well, the thing is, what's scary about this is they are increasingly becoming this sort of dynastic, like they feel like they're in the the monarchs of a constitutional, you know, monarchy system kind of thing, and. Um, he is, yeah, grooming her, and she she is as out as unself-aware, and I think as stupid as he. It's and because she's beautiful, she's more dangerous. Because I, some people know, I, can't. Some people see beauty and they think good. That is what happens in our heads. Hard to think of somebody that pleasing to the eye being horrible, just horrible. Her husband looks more truly horrible. He looks like a Stepford husband. No, he just looks like, yeah, he just looks like, I don't know. A robot. An awful human, yeah. Yeah, he looks looks like like a robot. I don't, I don't. A a Stepford husband. Yeah, right, exactly. He, He doesn't, I mean, he does look, you're right. He does look vaguely false. His face always slightly. Are you sure shiny he's not a as, robot? I mean, I he has no, that but doesn't look. he look as 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 if he's an animated person? Yes. In, you know, that's stuck in a real yes. among the real people in a movie. Yes, 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 yes. Truly, because his skin has a slightly yeah inhuman sheen to it right. at all times. No, Polished. I'm absolutely right. He creeps me. <laughs> and, Pink, oh. pink cheeks. Oh, it as just if he were a China doll. So anyway, um, we have a call. Caller, go ahead. Hello, ladies. Uh, it's Wayne from Marshall. How are you doing today? We're doing well. Good, good. Hey, I, two things. First, real quick, I, I really would disagree with anybody's um, characterization of these cretins on the border is being afraid. Are you on a regular phone? Wait, 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 wait. I'm having such trouble hearing you. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is the same phone I've always used before. I won't won't bother with that. I don't want you struggling. So I'll call another time. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just sound like... Well, well, didn't he sound like he was... uh, under like twenty pounds of blankets or something, I couldn't. Well, in my experience, when the telephone sounds like that, if it's a landline, he's 
some rodent, uh, like squirrel, has eaten through the line. Ah, sure. Blame it on a rodent. Well, that's what makes the crackling sound, and it clicks in and out, and that's what happens. Okay. But anyway. All right. Um, Trying to remember what... Oh, Suze, do you remember when... You know, Trump Trump bought uh, the Plaza Hotel in... Um... Yeah, I do remember that, and uh, for way too much money, and... Yeah, he was and, made fun uh, of. I mean, people, like, laughed right. and laughed. And you know what? Way too much money. He bought it for about $400 million, every penny of the $400 million borrowed. Yeah. How do you do... How do... Who... Before you are outraged, before you are outraged, this is a well-known real estate principle. It is called uh, uh, OPP, other people's uh, OPM, other people's, people's money. money. Yeah, but the money he uses are like Russian oligarchs, probably That's you know, right. Chinese peoples. Um, In other situations, one might even call it laundering. Oh, yeah. And so it was all borrowed money, $400 million, and he took out a full-page ad in the New York Times to boast about it. He said, I have knowingly made a deal that was not economic for the first time in my life. I haven't, pur- I haven't purchased a building I have purchased a masterpiece. Uh, Four years later, he drove the plaza into bankruptcy. He's pretty much doing that with the four-year term uh, the the geniuses in America elected him to do. Right. This is what the guy does. He takes a he takes a successful growing concern and he drives it into the trees. I, I, he he's done it with every single one of his businesses and now he's done it with the country. And I have to say, with such alacrity, I, I mean, you know, he's an expert at this shit. Well, that's why banks no banks would because he. You lose your money. Whoever gave him the, whoever he borrowed the four hundred mil from, they took a bath. He didn't, right? How do you not go? Well, to, right. How he, do you not go to jail? For all of doing his time, I, I imagine him sitting on his desk with his feet up, wondering if enough months have passed by for him to call the bank and offer him three cents on the dollar, because that's his. That's his modus operandi. Oh, God. Operandus. Operandi. <laughs> you M-O. say D, I say die. His, yeah, his M.O. <laughs> no wonder they say M.O. <laughs> um, Barbara sends this. Uh, oh, this is great. Guess where else there's a drought? Central America. Uh, of course. Okay, a severe drought has ravaged crops in Central America and as many as 
2.8 million people are struggling to feed themselves. This is from the United Nations. We're talking about Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Now, isn't that interesting? Because that is where the desperate people that we throw in these camps with nothing. I mean, I can't believe how, we're, how we are treating these people. The adults, too. It's just, it's extraordinarily no, it's inhuman. It's, it's, it's inhuman. You know, and I don't, I don't know why people are so offended if if somebody Says wants to call these concentration camp. camps because yes. this is exactly what they are. I agree. Um, the, somebody that wrote wasn't, a piece. That isn't the Jewish people cannot claim to you know have uh, you know a corner on all the pain of and atrocities. This is painful and and atrocious. I saw on Twitter, but I didn't see anywhere in the news that a bunch of Jews. Uh, shut down some detention center somewhere in the country yesterday and they got arrested they were they were arrested but they 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 sealed it off and they were saying when we say never again we mean never again never again we meant everybody and that you have to take action because that's not what was done when the germans started this shit right so here's another, somebody had written a piece uh, about... Well, I'm so glad to hear that somebody did that somewhere. That makes me cry. Okay. Because I want to do that so badly. That's exactly, we should all be in the streets. I agree. There were internment camps in uh, Nazi-occupied uh, France, Vichy, France. Uh, they housed refugees uh, from Europe, on what they, what, a lot of the people that were in those camps were people running for their lives, right? And they got stuck in these horrible camps. They didn't have the right papers, just like the people we're sticking in these camps. And uh, some of them were uh, thousands, thousands upon thousands were uh, trucked and uh, sent off to uh, Germany uh, for extermination. Uh, but a guy who is writing a book about these camps says, there are striking similarities between the French camps and our own. So this is the guy who knows about the Vichy camps because he's writing the book. Um, he uncovered a letter from a kindergarten teacher interned in one of the camps, and she said she had written this. Imagine, if you can, our camp with about 700 children under the age of 18. The youngest is two months old. We don't even know their names, the names of their parents, uh, these children do not understand why they are here, why they are in this terrible place with strangers. We can't give them enough food. We can't wash them. They can't even play. They just sit around freezing in these cold, dark, dirty barracks. I can't, I can't even stand this. 
Well, tell me how that description is different from what we heard that was going on in Clint, Texas. And the other thing they point out, in certain ways, compared to the French camps, conditions in our centers are actually worse. Yeah. Because in the French camps, the women and children had beds or cots and they had blankets and they weren't sleeping on concrete floors. Children, in many cases, were with their mothers. They had access to the outside world. The Vichy government who let let reporters in. So that's why this guy's able to write a book. It's all cataloged. The reason the kindergarten teacher wrote a letter was because they were allowing people to communicate with others. People would bring gifts. People would send them stuff. Food and books and things. And we know that people traveled to Clint, Texas and tried to do the same. To get things for the children, for the babies. And they were turned away. Our camps refused to allow anything in. And this piece, which I read, said... Allowing in more outside observers, like the congressional delegation that went yesterday, would be one way that our government could at least approach the moral level of Vichy France, Nazi-occupied France. Sorry, Susan. We're overdone. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, but I mean, if you know, we, these we people the are suffering, folks. they're living it. The least we can do is know it and not turn know away, it. not turn away and perhaps get off our asses and protest. get arrested like those. I got I don't know where that was. Somebody look around for that. Bunch of Jews somewhere. Good for them, good for yeah. them, good for them. Yeah, okay. Hey, thanks, Suze. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, bye. Bye. I'm sorry to all of you. But, hey, this is the world we're living in. This is our country. We got to get in the streets. We cannot let, we cannot let these people win. Okay, see you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.